Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. They don't call Mad Dog Manny for nothing. I'm talking about Manny Aurora, who visits the Bailey Show podcast a couple times a month. We talk defense, criminal law, right? That's what he does for a living. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Handled litigation in 19 different states. Any questions that you might have for Manny Aurora, you can either shoot it to him personally at his law firm, theaurorralawfirm.com, or you can call our hotline and leave us a voicemail for the next visit from Manny Aurora. Oh, Mad Dog Manny Aurora, 404-369-3825. As a former prosecutor, they at the Aurora Law Firm understand the other side of the case. Top 100 national trial lawyers at the Aurora Law Firm, specializing in criminal law. If you need them, you need to get a hold of them today. TheAuroraLawFirm.com. And again, you got any questions for Mad Dog Manny Aurora next time he stops in the studio, get a hold of us, PodcastTheBS.com. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross, Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters U-C-I, the word granite.com. I love people. All right, all right, all right. The BS presents Let's Talk To. People are strange when you're a stranger. I cannot wait to see who it is. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I hope it's Frank Sinatra's ghost. Oh. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. You know, a couple years ago when we had the radio show, we were fortunate enough to have a guest uh, on the on the show talking about her memoir, Falling Love Notes, Memoirs of a Rockstar Wife. And I'm talking about Samantha Bennington, who was the first wife of Chester from Lincoln Park, who has now been just over five months since we left, in my opinion, one of the best to ever do what he did. Uh, uh, I just was such a huge fan of of Chester, and I still am a fan of Lincoln Park and, and the music, but there were a lot of gaps in that conversation because we were doing it in the radio. had like 10 minutes with her. And I wanted to spend days with her because she's such a fascinating and enjoyable uh, individual. So thank you for coming on the podcast, Samantha. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been five years. um, And we had a great interview. It was really, really nice talking with you. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's totally my pleasure. It's like there are very few people in the music business. And I always say music is the soundtrack of our lives. Um, but there are very few people, me personally, that their, their vocals, their mannerisms, their words, uh, would touch me, you know, like, I mean, just really, I can listen to Lincoln park and some of my darkest days in which I went through, uh, with some of their music and get a tear to my eye. That's how powerful Chester's voice was. Yes, when I um, first heard his voice for the very first time, and I saw this tall, skinny, linky, like my son, is like spitting image in his body type, and with all these dreadlocks, and if you close your eyes, you can try to like picture, if you didn't know what he looked like, and you picture, and then you actually saw him for the first time, or meet him, or, you know, for me, it's if I literally closed my eyes, I would have thought I was probably listening to some powerhouse that is does gospel in church, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see this tall, 
Linky, because um, when I met him at the, well, actually, I met him a year younger than my son is right now, mm-hmm. but we got married at the same age as my son is right now. Now, what were our parents thinking letting us get married so young? <laughs> <laughs> and, and a rock star. And, and, and at that time, he hadn't even he made wasn't. It. He wasn't, right? He, he, was, he, was, uh, was, he was, in, was he in gray days at the time? He, he, had, he was in gray days. He was in Sean Dowdell and his friends, um, the drummer for gray days, as band prior before they started gray days. You know, when you're your friends, your best friends, and you start a little band, and mm. they called it this name because band names, let's face it, are probably the hardest names to pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like the last thing you choose. So then they turned into gray days about four or five months. They um, were in the band and started gray days prior to us meeting. Well, Lincoln Park, so, Lincoln Park had the same problem. They were originally called what zero with an X or yes. Right? And then hybrid theory, but there was a band yeah. called hybrid theory in the UK yeah. that had already owned the name. And, you know, for a uh, lack of, not going through lawsuits and certain things like that, they changed the name. Yeah. Who who was the one in the band that said, you know, Lincoln Park sounds good? Uh, well, it was a collective effort of all of them. You know, they would put names in a hat and then pick it out and see who liked what. But um, that was the hardest thing for them. I mean, we, they really fell in love with the name Hybrid Theory, which made perfect sense because it was such a hybrid of music between Shinoda and Bennington with their vocals, um, with the hip hop and the rock and roll. It was, you know, a total smash up perfection of hybrid, Mm -hmm. um, and being music, you know, hybrid theory, that's my theory on it. Um, but my cousin's husband, uh, Ernie Siasio and Chester were driving in Santa Monica. We used to have have an apartment in Brentwood and they were driving down and, and, best band name and how do you have great logos and how do you you're stuck with it once you stick to a name it sticks with you for your entire career and lifetime so um out of frustration my cousin being funny was like how about lincoln park and and he's so brilliant my my cousin ernie is really a a brilliant with finances and business and he's like there's a metropolitan you know there's a lincoln park in every metropolitan city everybody will relate to it and the band they're such brilliant businessmen themselves. I think when they heard it all and they were picking names, I, I think they all came to the same business conclusion. There's a Lincoln Park in every metropolitan city and everyone can relate to it, has one, maybe has been to one, and it makes them feel a little closer to the band. It's mm-hmm. their hometown. I mean, we've literally, I know I've been to almost every Lincoln Park around the states from touring when Draven was little I'd always want to take him to the parks or the zoos or the aquariums and it's interesting I've been to a lot of Lincoln parks actual parks I, 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 to be honest with you I thought there was only one in Chicago I did not know that there were that many Lincoln parks and I was you know it's probably something that you can easily google I was like why because when I hear Lincoln Park the first thing I think of is down at Gorky Park from the Scorpions and Wind of Change. I don't know why. Yes. Every single time. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I love that song, too. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great song. Uh, God, we, I miss rock and roll so bad. I really wish we could hear some really good old rock and roll. We need some. So that's I'm just speaking to all the artists out there. Come on, give it to us. A lot of the labels right now are looking for some good rock and roll. What, 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 is, what, what is it that rock is missing? You know, because when, you know, Linkin Park came into the picture, of course, they would be categorized as a new metal band. And as a lot of the new metal artists, you know, probably the well, the most successful ones like Fred Durst and Jacoby Shaddix uh, from Papa Roach, they'll all credit Chester with putting new metal mm-hmm. on, on the map. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, they've gone on record to say that. I know Fred Durst has. He said, you know, if it weren't for Chester Bennington in Lincoln Park, our style of music would not be as mainstream as it became, um, which is fantastic. Wow. But at that time, it was so different for the gearheads, the the diehard rock and rollers. They're going, I don't want this rap stuff in my music. But then it became part of right. the fabric of of rock. So what now? Samantha, what are they looking well, for now? I think right now the bands like Corn and 
um, Deftones and Papa Roach. Thank God for our rock and roll bands because they're still going and kicking. And damn it, my hat goes up because we really need we need that next generation. You know, Machine Gun Kelly is doing so amazing. I feel like he has his own sound though and his own stuff but like i miss a lot of good rock and roll we just don't have enough of it you know everything's the new rap and hip-hop and pop which don't get me wrong i love it country i love how country's really gearing in to a lot of rock and roll because it's something that i actually can wrap my head around a little bit better than straight country because i grew up in punk rock and rock and roll so that's more my genre um was machine was machine gun kelly at the tribute show or or was he and chester friends because this would be before way before his rock career um but he was which tribute show the one in the one in la the um the one that uh, like jonathan davis was uh, there uh, gavin rosdale was there i know they had a bunch of but i'm talking about the, what was that the show are you talking about when he passed away or when he was still alive for clarity i'm sorry i'm sorry but when he passed away and they were bringing out other artists i would not be able to answer that question because my son and i um i was not included the band and Second Life did not include me, but tried to send a driver to pick up my son and a friend. And my son was like, my father just passed away and you don't want me to go with my only parent and you want me to trust everybody and get in a car and spend the whole day with everybody trying to talk about my deceased father. And this is a tribute to my deceased father, but yet you don't want to include my mother. It was something that we weren't supportive on. Um, and we wouldn't, I, I, he could have gone for me as a mom. I want my son to do whatever he feels comfortable in doing. And I support him 100%. If he wanted a bodyguard, it could have hired a bodyguard. There's always a will if there, you know, if there's, there's always a way if there's a will. Mm-hmm. Um, but my son did not feel comfortable attending that, even though his, his grandmother was there and his aunt was there. Um, I'm glad we did not go because um, they did not have a great experience and shared that with us. So I think we did what we felt was right and best in our hearts. And I actually don't always go to an opening of an envelope. I'm a very passionate, honest, real person. And we were not emotionally ready for that. And I think our friends and family that we know for a fact that did participate, they absolutely understood, reached out to us, supported us. Um, especially, you know, Jacoby Shaddix, he's one of our dearest friends. Um, we're very close with their family and we received nothing but love from many artists around the world. And to this day, um, I'm close with some band members of each band and I'm not close with some of it. You know, that's just how life is. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing I read that it wasn't a pleasant experience at the funeral either. Was it for you? Right. But to me, it didn't feel like a funeral. It wasn't, it was actually more of a, an attention getter or a famous thing. I felt like I was walking into a weenie roast in Orange County and I had to, there was like these tents and you know how you go to your VIP, you know how uh, K-Rock puts on their weenie roast and you're VIP and you're back saying you got to get your credentials and you got to, and they want to know. I was like, are you kidding me? This is my, ex-husband this is my son's father this is my business partner I've known him longer alive than not we were so grieving when somebody came up to me and asked me to go sign in on a on on a like a guest book I was like I am barely breathing right now I'm just trying to walk to get to my mom my aunt Jackie who is my aka mother she flew in from Michigan to be there for us. I'm trying to see my immediate family. I'm I'm trying to see my ex-husband's immediate family so my son can see his immediate family. Like, I'm not signing in on a guest book. Everybody knows I'm there. You're out of your mind. That's insane. That is, that's, it's, it's, it's very weird, you know, not just in the rock star world, but any relationship when you have the first husband, I mean, the first, well, spouse, and the second spouse, it's there's I think a lot of people miss that the history is always going to be with the first person you know well we were married four and a half years before the Lincoln Park even signed the record deal with Warner Brothers so you know I'm a huge part of 
both bands. Right. Yeah. And actually any band he ever worked with. I've been a huge part and been friends and I'm friends with, um, all, I know people in every band that he's with and I still talk to most of them. Um, not all of them. And I will never claim to do that. I'm, I don't, I'm don't fake the funk, but, um, you know what? That was an opportunity. Also, when you have a tragedy in your household like this, first wife, second wife, look at we've we have our differences, but we've also been friends. We've had we have shared the same father for our children. That's an opportunity to come together in such a tragic situation. There were so many opportunities. I mean, I've had them all live in my house. I've I've held the second wife's hand when she did in vitro with the twin girls, there's nothing but love here. Do we have misunderstanding? Who, what family doesn't have that? The difference is, is when you have a tragedy and you have an opportunity to come together and love that, that was missed Mm -hmm. and that didn't happen. And actually became such a, a tumultuous situation that, um, there's, I will, I absolutely will refuse to have any connection with them legally and they can speak to my attorneys if they, if that side of the family needs to talk to me regarding business or anything, um, they can go through legal counsels because it's, it's been that grotesque on our side. It's been horrific. I've been, um, I want to be very careful what I say, but you know, when you receive seven cease and desist notices and you're, tr- you're being sued for your last name a week after, or two weeks after he passes away. I mean, come on, come wow. on. I've been a Bennington since 1996. Yeah. Do, do you have any, um, like legal rights over any of the publications or writings or any of, you know, the- I own my portion of publishing and royalties that Chester and I agreed on and, when he was alive through our divorce, nothing more, nothing less, nothing's changed. I would never ask for anything that I did not participate in. So my position with finances or publishing and royalties or any type of business stays the same from what we agreed on when he was alive from our divorce decree. Do you, and that's that. do you, do you remember the night that Chester would come home and say, Look, there's this song "Numb." You gotta hear it. It's. I think it's. I. It's gonna be big. This is just the best song. Or any of the songs, you know, uh, that he'd want to <laughs> share with you. Because I know, like in my business, I'll share stuff with my wife, and I'll say, "Hey, look, I just did this piece of production, or I came up with this content or this bit. What do you think?" I'll, you always run it by your wife, right, or your husband, or whatever well, the case may be. I would probably hear it. Actually, it's not a probability. I always got to hear Chester's thoughts and married and divorced. So I would hear it in this, in the most purest um, infancy stage. I mean, he was my husband. He probably started humming something. My son does the same thing. They hum in the shower all the time, humming and singing. They don't even know they're doing it. He doesn't even know he did it. I'm like, oh my God, you're exactly like the, it's so weird. It's just so weird to watch. It's really kind of cool and beautiful, weird in an awesome way, not right. in a bad sure. negative way. But um, I, I'm sure every song that when I was married to Chester, I got to hear in its absolute infancy on his own, my, focused on his lyrics. I'm sure there's certain songs that they collaborated with each other, um, but mainly they wrote their own parts. And so that was, of course I got to hear it. I miss that. Actually, that's one of the things I miss the most about, um, you know, when we were together or, or even apart, even when he'd come and visit and pick up Draven, you know, we had a tumultuous public divorce and then we became friends again. You work things out. Time heals. It really does. Time heals a lot of wounds. And um, there would be times where I'm very blessed for that, that time that we had because up to the moment he passed away, I actually had my best friend back. There would be times where he'd pick up the phone and talk to me about certain things that you really, if you weren't there from the beginning, it would be more exhausting to have to break it down the whole scenario. Mm -hmm. 
um, than just saying, hey, Sam, guess what? Can you believe this person said this and this person wants to sue over this? What do you think? Or I'd be like, oh, my God, guess what? My step monster just riled up my dad and I'm so upset. Now dad and I are fighting. What do you think? You know, it's those kind of conversations we're able to have over time and healing and co-parenting and therapy. And we still owned a lot of business together. I mean, between the bands, publishing, royalties, business, things like that, we were still partners and, and also we done together. So you got to find a way to heal your past. We'll always, I think we always knew we loved each other very much, but we, you know, people grow up and you grow apart. And so we divorced and you move on. Mm -hmm. Life continues. Been there, done that. Know exactly. The whole time when you're talking about, it was funny. I was going to ask you, what did he sing in the shower before you brought that up? And then for some reason I had this weird feeling of me sitting on the toilet in your bathroom and he has no idea who I am and he goes to get a town. I'm like, what's up, dude? That was really, really good. I'll be out of your way in a second. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can tell you it's really interesting. Draven sings Creep a lot. Oh, really? So he starts humming and singing and then sometimes when I want to drive him nuts and be mom, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll start singing and belting it through the door. (laughs) I'll keep my day job. They're the vocalists. So. <laughs> is, 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 is Draven a singer? Is he, does he want to have a, uh, is he in a band? Is, is that what he wants to do? You know, Draven's dream, I think, is to own his own um, adult swim type of thing. Animation is, and art is his passion, number one passion. He recently has just surprised all of us with a rap song that is so profound Um, They're actually in the studio this week, and I'm in high hopes it's going to um, go on a soundtrack. I can't say much more about this because um, I just can't contractually. Uh, The one thing I can share with you is is the story, a little bit of a story behind it, which is really beautiful. So um, two of his best friends, actually one of his best friends, little brothers, um, he went to Malibu High for a while. And um, they're they predominantly they live half and half in Morocco. His their father works for the king of Morocco and the younger brother was in town and he said, my brother's out of town, Draven, but I'm going to go record this song at Capitol Records. I have some studio time. Will you come with me to support me? Draven's, you know, it's his best friend's little brother. He's like, yeah, man, I'll go. So they go, and I'm actually in the studio with a dear friend we call Manny the drummer. He's he's just a brilliant musician. Um, I believe he comes from uh, Ghost Town. And if I'm butchering all this, don't kill me, Manny. Um, Really dear friend. And so I was in the studio listening to what he's doing for um, an up-and-coming movie. He's scoring a movie, and I went to go support and check it out. So we're both in separate studios, and Draven goes... Oh my God, mom, he's calling me and calling me. And I, I get on the phone finally, cause we don't have the best reception in the studio. And, and he's like, and left me, asked me if I wanted to jump on the mic. And I said, so what'd you do? He goes, well, I, I just did. And, and so he just spit out this rap. He didn't even have music for it. He had to pull the music down from YouTube beats and just pulled something just to have in the background. And I'm hearing, so he sends us the song. So I'm in the studio. I'm like, Manny, please put this, put this right in the let's software. I want to hear it right. So of course, you know, Draven's apologizing. It's not his music. He doesn't own it. This is just pulled down just for this recording. In one take, he wrapped this song that is so good that immediately I sent it to his godfather, Stefan Carpenter from Deftones. He loved it. He actually even talked about it on Be Real's 4th of July um, you know, Dr. Green Thumb Be Real TV. Yeah. He was so impressed. I was like, wow. So, you know, because I'm mom and yes, I'm in the music industry, but I thought it was so incredible. And I thought the lyrics were so profound and deep. And I mean, they're going to make, every, they're, they're going to hit home. They're very powerful, very powerful words. I mean, I immediately started crying. Then I immediately am like, do we want more therapy? What do you need? Is there any, like, I went into mom mode because it was so, and then I'm like, what does this word mean? Explain that. He's like, mom, that's for, 
you know, you got to be, you know, these are just words. It's rap. It's like the lingo. Don't worry. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> but then I got to send it to Big Mike Rob because Big Mike Rob, let's face it, he's huge in hip hop, R&B and rap. He loved it. Everyone's over the moon over it. So. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. So get this. It's easier to sue someone if their dog injures your livestock than it is if it injures you. If you're attacked by someone else's dog, You can only recover from the owner if you can show the dog had previously attacked someone or if it was violating a leash law. However, if that dog injures livestock, then you don't have to show anything. Amazing, isn't it? Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, graphic design and apparel. Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. And back to you, Jason. I don't think we, I mean, I don't know if he's going to end up being a musician, but he has something and Shwayze heard it and he loved it. Everyone's dying to put some beats behind it. Um, let me, may the best musician win and hope they write a song. He is going to be in the studio this week with Manny and they vibe really well. So we'll see what happens and hopefully it'll get placed on this future soundtrack that I have high hopes that it's going to end up there. That's so cool. So you get the phone call and on the other end, your son is saying they want me to sing. Is that how he said it? No, he goes, Hey, he goes, mom, you know, they just had extra time in the studio and they asked if I wanted to jump on the mic and do anything. And and he just went for it. And one, I couldn't believe in one. I was like, this is in one take, one take. (laughs) Now, He's not screaming and holding a note like his father. He did something completely different. I mean, I mean, he was pretty damn good. I would have loved to have seen Chester and his son rapping and singing. I mean, that it's it's really good, and I'm trying to be humble about it and not be so excited. And mom, I want him to be creative. Let him finish it, and I can't wait to share it with the world because it's gonna get shared. It's that good. Yeah, no, be be mom. I mean, you're you you you, you're, you 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 seem like the bestest mom ever. So be mom. I mean, like, thank you. I've I've got two kids, and my daughter's a senior this year, and she's on varsity cheer, and I got fat heads made of her uh, for the football <laughs> games, and I know yes. the cheers, and I stand up, and I'm like da 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 da, because I am that's so great. I am cherishing every minute of that senior year. And I am not going to let it slip away from me. So be mom, you know? Yeah, that's that's the thing. The difference is, is somebody said to me, um, you know, I'm not his manager. Uh, however, I am going to start managing my son's career. We just decided that the other day until he can afford his own manager. <laughs> <laughs> like a bigger manager than me. But right now it's like he has a lot of contracts, a lot of opportunities in his art world. Other things that are coming forward that I, I'm so sorry that I can't share right now, but okay. the world will see it and we can do another podcast later. It's yeah. going to be great. Um, so I'm not helicopter mom. Um, first off, he's one of my best friends. We've had the opportunity to work together. We work great together. We're I'm his only surviving parent. We're very close. I'm Greek and Italian. I mean, family's everything to me. Um, but 
also he is now 20 and a young adult. So I don't, I let him make his final business decisions. I just, when we get contracts, I'm like, don't sign anything, send them to our attorneys. You know, we've, we've got, uh, we've got the greatest litigation team on the planet. I love my attorneys. I would not make, I would never sign a contract without one of them. I mean, whether it's Neville Johnson, Jay Cooper, um, Jeff Cohen, Ken Burry. I mean, like, I feel like we've just got people who really love and care about us. And so I really want to teach Draven the ropes and be smart. And this goes for all the artists out there. People give you contracts no matter how long you've known them or do business. Just, you know, pay for legal counsel to look over it. We're creative. We miss things. You just want to make sure that everybody's doing great business. Everybody's happy and the creative process is enjoyable. Get the business and the legalities out of the way first. Do it right. Mm-hmm. Don't have things bite you in the butt later. And 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 it's just great. And then when you can share, we can have, you know, more talks about this. So that's me being um, a very minor level Chris uh, Jenner I would love to aspire to. You know, I just, it's just Draven and I. But we're doing some pretty great things that we're really proud of. And the ultimate goal for us is to do what we love passionately, do what we think mindfully, do everything from a foundation of love so that you are not ever trying to point fingers or be accusatory or hurt people and also stay safe doing it, you know, be private, hone in. And when it's the right time to share with everyone, share it big, share it with healing intentions. So anytime I'm talking about his father or the bands, I, I really appreciate this type of interview because a lot of people really want to get dark and I'm not going to say we're not done here that you're not going to go there with me, (laughs) but it's really nice to actually, you know, I'm working on a really big project right now and um, I would love nothing more than, than to always be mindful of the legacy and the children involved. And I try to be mindful of the fans that need healing and that his lyrics and the music that all six members brought to the world and touched so many people's lives. Yes, it was Chester's voice, but I also, you know, I don't have hate. I don't, I don't know who to trust in the business. I don't know what really happened. I wasn't there. I just, a lot of it scares me. And I just think that six guys came together and with whether the support from me as a wife or the support from their girlfriends and family members and all of us, it it was, it took a village and we made a global impact and everybody Everybody, whether we get along or not, are all part of this journey. Yeah. And I'm just going to always come at it. Now I just, every everything that I gave passionately, my heart, my passion, my fierceness, my, my strength, my tears that I poured into Chester and his career as my husband, I was so supportive and with him and, you know, let him be the artist and I would handle the business on that. We were a really good team together. I'm providing that same energy and conviction for my son and yeah. his career. And he's next. And, and I'm so proud of him. And I want him to have every opportunity, you know, everything his father and I did, we, I'm trying to preserve for him to have for his future, his siblings to share with his children in the future hopefully gives me lots of grandbabies not now he has to wait till he's 30 <laughs> is that the age you know can, can i can i tell you something as a fan this is going to sound really corny but out of any artists that i've admired that has left us most of the time way too soon like in chester's case there is not another artist that i can think of that still speaks through their lyrics and not only does it make me sad it makes me happy because i enjoy the music makes me sad that he's no longer here but it makes me angry because it's almost it was a call to help for all these songs and us fans are taking this metaphorically not literally and Mm -hmm. you hear i mean let's start within the end i mean just hear that song and, you know, especially if you hear it sung, sung by the, the crowd, it, right. it, it's like this guy 
had some pain and why didn't somebody reach out to him? It makes me, I know it sounds corny. So but I, I have but, a different theory on that, Jason. Please. And, and I wanted to cut you off because I, I, there's a lot of conspiracies out there and, and yeah, I'm sure some of them are just that conspiracies, but for some of our family members, and I'm just going to speak for me, um, I don't necessarily believe he committed suicide. So knowing Chester as well as I did, um, knowing those cries for help, knowing his alcoholism or drug addiction, I know for Chester, so he was in the best frame of mind and the healthiest he I have ever known him. I met him at 19 when he was 19. I was 23. Um, I was 23 when we got married. I moved to Arizona at 22. Um, but I met, we, he was 20 when he got married. I was 23 when we got married on October 31st of 1996. So his music for all that pain was also that outlet. So when people, this is my perspective. I'm not a therapist. I'm a life coach. Mm -hmm. Very different. Therapists deal with past life coaches deal with, a scenario we deal with the present into the future more goal-driven type of positive vibes versus mm. let's dig into your past and fix every major issue from childhood right. that's not what i do so um but i feel his music was his outlet that healthy outlet and then of course you know when he was not healthy and partaking in alcoholism or, or drug abuse um, sure, those lyrics are dark and sad, but then he found sobriety. I don't believe he committed suicide at all. I I don't from the conversations that I had right up before a week later. I mean, oh, five days before he passed away. There's no way. I don't. I don't believe he committed suicide. So I think his music and those lyrics were a way to share and get out his pain in a very constructive, creative way. So you, which, don't, you don't think he committed suicide, and this is something we weren't able to get into when we did the radio interview. You there, There's the idea that he knew more than what people thought he should have known about certain things going on in the business, correct? I, I believe so. There was a lot of changes he was making in his um, professional and personal life that has not been released to the public yet. Um, he was making such big changes and he was very sober. I truly believe if he was going to take his life, he would have done it in many, many of darker times previously, not when he was healthy and sober. I mean, the man was literally doing the flagpole sideways. You know how physically fit you have to be to be able to hold your body sideways? I, I just find it, um, I just find it very interesting. I, I don't believe it. There's not one ounce of me in my body and soul that believes he took his life. And I would really love for the world or somehow, some way, um, the police to open the investigation again, because it's like, how do you wrap up one of the biggest rock stars in the world's, um, supposed suicide in 11 minutes, no note. there's six children. There's, there's, and he's the healthiest he's ever been. Like, I, I believe if he would have taken, if he really was going to take his own life, there were previous years whether we were divorced or even married previous years when there was so much drug abuse and alcoholism, those were dark, way darker days. And there's just a couple simple facts that, I mean, he was so healthy. There was lots of changes. I mean, that was going to be the last Lincoln park album. Mm -hmm. He was already in the studio back with great A's. He wanted to continue doing music with his first band, his original bandmates and friends that, he grew up with yeah. they were already in the studio it's a, a known fact mm -hmm. so i think with a lot of change going on maybe it scared people we're we're not in the cleanest industry i'm not accusing anybody i just don't know what really happened i have a lot of questions and we just don't know who to ask or where to go and also being the first wife i don't even though I'm Draven's mother and his other children and they've lived in my home, like for a long time I've had Tyler, his brother in my life, and I, I just love all the kids. I 
I just don't, I don't think he would have left this world like that. And I don't think it's also my place to, to open up like an event. I think that's where his parents should do that. I never want to overstep my position either. It's a very sensitive subject. Yeah. Oh, look, I can imagine that's, uh, that's, I've been waiting for years to hear what you just said, because we touched on it the last part of the conversation and, you know, then it was like, Hey, we got to go. But I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Um, before I'm hoping, I'm hoping in the near future with, with everything that we have in our pipelines that we'll be able to get to the right people to ask these questions and be, um, a little more forthcoming. There's, I, I have a lot of thoughts and, um, I really would like to ask the police and the coroner's office. I have more questions for those two um, entities than anything. Yeah, Nate, do you uh, have a question for Samantha? Yeah, Samantha, you said um, when uh, Draven was younger, you were able to take him on tour. What, like, what kind of dad was Chester? Was he able to spend time with them because you were able to take him on the road, or you know, how how much was he able to you know spend some time with him? Well, every day, because if we are all living on the same tour bus together where, where he was, yeah, he's going to see his son every morning. He's going to wake up to him screaming and crying and dirty diapers and all that. Yeah, when we were married and on the road together, he was definitely with him and spent a lot of time. I mean, Chester was goofy and funny and silly. So, you know, they'd, we'd be doing somersaults with, you know, um, Wes on the bus and like different artists and we'd be silly on the bus. And of course, Draven got to be with everybody. He was, he's my son. So if I'm on the road, my baby's on the road (laughs) every day. And um, he was very young though. Um, I divorced Chester in 2005, actually. Yeah. Uh, I think it was all finished up right then. So Draven was very young. He was born in 2002 so do the math. He doesn't remember a lot on the road, but he loves the photos. And and we're right now I'm going and archiving everything that we have. I've saved everything. So it's been a little bit more down memory lane for us. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, I've been sending like friends of ours in the industry. I get to send them. Oh, my God. Look at this photo. I found um, this great photo of Jacoby and Kelly's four year wedding anniversary when we were on Ozfest and we had a big old cake fight and we had cake up our nose and our ears. And it was just to just get to screenshot them and shoot them off to all our friends. I've, I've been very blessed to stay in touch with almost everybody we've toured with. And, you know, you either know the manager or a record label or you're friends with the artist. or you know, you know, you get closer and you build families, you live on the road. You, if you're on a road with a band and you're together every day for two months, three months, or, and you've toured multiple times together, you really, you get to become like family. It's, it's great. And now it's really cool because a lot of our friends got to meet Draven or knew us before I was even pregnant with him. And now all our kids are friends Mm. and that's really cool. So what's cool also when, you know, artists, kids, then go on to do the same thing. I know there's a super group, I think with Wyland's kid and, 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 and somebody, you know, like they're all the, they're all friends. They're all friends. So like Noah Wyland's here. I'm like auntie. So he's in and out of our house. Um, well, he knows he has an open door. He has all the codes. He can come and go when he pleases. He knows where his extra bedroom is here. Um, love him with all our heart. Um, I love him like my own son. So, and then we've got, you know, you've got the Metallica kids yeah. and you, you've got, <laughs> you, we've got everybody, everybody's all working together. Robert Downey Jr.'s son kind of comes into the mix here and there. And <laughs> some of the kids are sober and working their sobriety and, and working on their art. Super proud of all of them. Um, and then some of them are, you know, um, normal and they're 21 and they'll have a beer or something. It's really cute, but you should see when they have a show. It's like me, I, I bring all my friends, Chloe Trujillo, she brings all her friends, like all the moms, the aunts, we all come out. <laughs> well, I, saw, I, saw, I, I saw a show, you know, we just lost Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters and uh, his son plays the drums and it's amazing. And there was a show in the neighborhood that they did on the top of somebody's garage and Taylor, they're, they're doing, they're singing the Foo Fighters, you know, they're doing a Foo Fighters right. song. Uh, and, and he, Taylor's kids on drums. And I was just like, 
that's you know it, it gives me goosebumps because it, it makes me sad that I'm getting so old that these people have kids that are actually doing adult things. Um, but it's it's something to see, man. It's it's, it's it pretty is, cool. It's really remarkable. There's so much talent oozing out of these these kids, and it's because they grew up with it. You know, let's just face it. It's their environment, and what I love seeing is. Um, the camaraderie they help each other they go and support each other like Draven really he's he's an artist he wants to do animation and painting more than be in a band he's going in a different art I guess an artistry way um but it's really great I'm like where are you going tonight this person's playing and this is before I'm going to support them they need our support like (laughs) they just all help each other and it's amazing I couldn't be more proud as a mom and and it's so great for me because I get to go hang out with the other rock moms who have been doing this just as long as me, if not longer, or you know what I mean? We've we've all toured together too. Mm. So it's so it's just so much fun. It's this. and it's like we're doing it grown up. It's it's a little bit different. We we're struggling now, we're watching our kids struggle and we kind of get to lift them up a little bit more, so it's it's a little easy, but we need them to struggle so they can understand the hard work and dedication and appreciation and what it takes to really be successful in anything you do, no matter what title you put in front of that. Yeah. Getting married, is that in the cards for you again? Wow. Um, <laughs> uh yeah, I think um, I would absolutely, I'm Italian and Greek. I believe in the sanctity of marriage. I'm open-hearted, open-minded. I don't necessarily need a legal paper. I also am very all about a prenuptial agreement. Um, <laughs> Sam wants prenup. Um, yeah. Um, I would really love to find somebody that I could tolerate the things that irritate me enough to stay. Mm-hmm. I, got I you. haven't met anybody that I, I like enough that I want them in my space. I'm very independent, um, but not, you know, I'm still a woman. I still have this really soft side. I am the only woman in many areas of my business, of my business deals on the table right now until I bring in some attorneys and my business manager is a female and, it's kind of really rough having to have that male energy. I would really like to have a great man in my life that I could feel safe and trust. Um, I recently just called off an engagement and nobody knows about it. So I, I kept it pretty private. I can talk about it now. And I, it just wasn't, he just wasn't the right fit for me or my son and our lifestyle. And it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard because when you're independent, people always think, oh, she's going to be high maintenance. I'm actually, I'm a surfer, little punk rock girl. I can get ready in five minutes or an hour. I'm, I'm very easy breezy. Um, I'm not what everybody thinks. It's so, I have so many stigmas and so many judgments and so many labels on me. People really don't really know who I am and I'm not trying to make any new friends. I already know who my friends are. I'm grown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm scared to meet, I guess, a man to know, how would I know if they liked me for all the right reasons? Or am I a notch under their belt because I'm Chester Bennington's ex-wife from Lincoln Park? No, I'm just Samantha. I would just like mm-hmm. to have a nice, healthy relationship with somebody. Um, I honestly tried not I tried dating somebody that wasn't in the industry. They don't understand my hours. You know, if I'm in a studio till three in the morning with a rock band, they're all guys, a guy on it immediately thinks I'm cheating on him or something. I'm like, why am I in a relationship with you? If I wanted to be with somebody else, I would just not be in a relationship. (laughs) I'm not in high school anymore, guys. Hello. (laughs) So so here's a, here's a tough one for you. Um, and then I'm going to wrap it up and let you go. But but, but if, if you do get remarried, would you keep the Bennington last name? For my son, always for business, always, um, out of our legacy, always I would hyphenate it. And if anyone ever asked me to separate my last name, I mean, that was something that Chester and I, when he was alive, when we were getting divorced, um, let's face it, his last name sounds better than Olet, my maiden adopted name. <laughs> um, 
I've been in Bennington since 1996. I do a lot of business. People know that of me. But also, Draven, when he was young, he looked so much like his dad. Mm. I looked like I was kidnapping him. You know? (laughs) So I had to. We travel so much internationally that, I mean, even when we would go on Disney cruises, because he looked so much like his father and didn't look like me when he was younger... Chester would always have a notarized document for me to take him out of the country, you know, that I could prove to them because I couldn't get on a train once. They're like, wait, you're going to be in Canada and then you're going to be in the States and then Canada because the train did this. We were on Alaskan Disney cruise uh-huh. and and they're like, we're not going to let you on this train unless we have proof. And I'm like, but here's the document. They're like, no. So I'm like, OK, well, let me get him on the phone. And, and it's Chester's voice. So. He, the guy was a fan. He just really wanted to hear Chester's. Chester's like, will you please let my ex-wife and my son go enjoy their train ride in Alaska? They're on a Disney cruise, for God's sakes. We had to hold up the whole train. But at least, I mean, here you have a notarized document. And you're hearing his voice. Well, thank God his voice is his voice and nobody else sounds like him in the whole world. Right, right? Yeah. Can, can you sing a line for me just to prove, you know, let me record this because I'm yeah, probably going to show it. Like, so um do me a favor since now we have our personal information swapped between me and you you and i uh when you can when you when you can share the stuff about uh the movie and and your next projects i want you to come back on can you do that i would love that draven has something really big about to drop and we have something in the works, yeah. um, but that will be, it, it, it'll take a little bit. No, you can't rush greatness. No, you can't. And if you get married again, I want to, um, I want to come to the wedding. You know, I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to prove. If I get married again, I'm going to have you walk me down the aisle, honey, because I don't have a daddy. So would me you neither. please do that? <laughs> me neither. I know the feeling, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, there's no, I'm, there's no way that that's going to happen anytime soon because I haven't even met the person. So, okay. And if well, I have, I, I wouldn't even know it. <laughs> all right. well, you never know. It could be really weird after this conversation. You walk outside and the mailman is just some awesome California stud and you're like, well, who knew? <laughs> and then go ahead, try to get through everybody. I mean, yeah, I sure. literally am so scared of, of people, you know, liking me for the wrong reasons or not. I don't know. It's just a very um, vulnerable position for a woman in my position right now. It. So dating's been kind of off the table. All right. I get it. Well, look, uh, I, I'm just such a big fan of yours. So thank you so much for the time. Thank you for trust, yeah. trusting us to come on the show. Cause it gets kind of weird. I know with some people that reach out and they want to probably try to pry and, and dig in for whatever reasons. I just really like out of all the interviews that I think I've done on that radio show, that one, I just felt there was no closure. It was incomplete. And I just felt like there was, I just enjoyed it so much. That's why I, I sought you out to get you back on. So thank you. Anytime I adore you and I can't wait. I would love nothing more to the, than to share all this. Yeah. I I think we'll have to do it before everything airs. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Give you a little inside skinny. Oh yeah. 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 That, that, that'll be my pop, you know, for the podcast. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's only because you guys have been so kind and generous and, um, no, you've just been really nice. You've been very respectful and kind and easygoing on my heartstrings because when we always go back and have to discuss your past, it's it just transports you to that day. And so thank you for being gentle with our hearts. I really appreciate it. And yeah. loving and loving my son's father and, and this amazing musician who touched so many people's hearts. I mean, Chester, we'll always love you. We'll always miss you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, Samantha. We'll talk soon, okay? Okay, thank you. Ciao. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Nice meeting you.